Welcome to the Mindfulness of Singing, and I'm Denise, your sassy, spunky scientist. And I'm Tony, your bubbly, big-hearted flower child. Our podcast features practical tips and tools for a journey of transformation using the healing power of your voice. Each podcast, we will delve into the mind, body, and spirit connection by interviewing inspirational guests, sharing personal stories, and discussing the most recent scientific research. Tune in and join our community of mindful singers. And so, that being said, what are you bringing to the table today, Ms. Crowder? Well, I'm not sure, Ms. Denise. Uh, there's so many things uh, whirling in my mind that I'm working on and many different things that I, I've thought as a path to share today. So do you want to go first? Or do you just want me to take one of those paths? Or? Let's hear your path. I love your paths. But your paths lead us down many interesting conversations. So give us your okay. path. Okay. Well, you know how much I love words. Love, love, love words. And yeah, what's that called? When person when a person is a word person, there's a word for etymology, it. Etymology. There you go. You're an etymologist. I'm I, I am an etymologist. And the 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 word of the week um, that I'm fixated on, I've, I'm doing a uh, vision quest. And uh, one of the things that a lot of work on what's a vision quest? What does that mean? Just setting a vision, deciding where, what you want and how you want to look and analyze your life. But the first thing you have to talk about is, in this particular course, is victim mentality and mm. recognizing. And I think for singers, it's very easy, especially in those early years to, you know, I started too late. I don't have the right to, I mean, there's so many victim stories that we can create. And victim stories actually stem out of Oh, we have to be careful. That's one thing. But another thing that helps us or help is not a positive word that entraps us in victim stories. Help is not a positive word. What do you mean? We don't want to be in victim stories. And so something that sometimes unfortunately gets us in the trap of a victim story. That's why I said help is not positive because we don't want to be going down the path of a victim story. Mm-hmm. And for someone like myself, because I, this is, I'm very susceptible to, and I think it's very timely, this drum roll, this word that I'm going to share with you because of COVID, because everybody is so fixated and rightly so, I'm not denouncing that it doesn't exist, but get me wrong there. But this, this virus that's happening around the world, it's causing so much problem. Well, I want to say that there's a problem that we all need to be aware of that isn't a physical contagion that we're going to catch from somebody else. But what if, Denise, we were as aware of this and took as much caution and precaution to wear a mask, so to speak, or whatever metaphor you want. And the, 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 it's actually two words, but emotional contagion. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a, there was a, 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 there's been some studies on that and and there was also a, an, an event that happened on an airplane. I don't know if you know this story or not, but on, on this airplane, somebody came down with a fever and, uh, and it was a long overnight kind of thing across the world. Somebody came down with a fever where they weren't feeling well. And all of a sudden, 
people, one right after the other on the plane, also began to come down with the fever, and that wasn't they weren't feeling well. And and before you knew it, they thought they had some sort of like weird pandemic kind of virus. The plane had to land somewhere else. They didn't want to let them land. They thought there was some sort of epidemic on the plane. And anyway, after time, and they figured it out, it was a not an not an an epidemic no one was really ill other than that patient number one who had like a cold or a flu or you know something not major not like COVID but it 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 was crowd hysteria an emotional contagion and these people worked themselves in to believing that they had this and their body followed. It actually ran a fever. It actually felt achy, all because these people had talked themselves into having what, what, what this person had had and mass hysteria took over that flight. So I think in lieu of all that's going on in the world yes, right ma'am. now, yes, ma'am. we all need to be an emotional love contagion <laughs> and that the energy that we put out vibrates at such a high frequency of love because Lord knows we need more love and compassion. And so my, my mindset, my etymology that I'm chewing on and thinking is that I want to be, that I want my positive vibration to be contagious. And I think we all need to be well, love and acceptance starts with yourself, right? If you don't love and accept yourself, it's really hard to do that with others. Really hard to do that with others. If you're unhappy and you and you don't like yourself, it's easier to not like others than it is to turn inward and go, why, what's happening with me? Why? When it's everybody else, it's not everybody else, right? Right. So what's happening with me? Why am I, why am I so judgmental of this other person or these people? Or hmm, probably because I'm really inwardly crappy to myself. And rather than deal with that, I'll just reflect that, mirror that onto others. Absolutely. One of the ways I think that we express. I'm going to really preach to myself here. Mm-hmm. Um, get really vulnerable here. It's easy for me to get naked pretty fast in an emotional state. Oh my. <laughs> Acid. This is and rated it. PG 13. <laughs> <laughs> I'm referring to emotionally. And uh, one of my overarching things um, is feeling like I'm enough. And lately I've been singing Sono Abastanza because I've been singing all these Italian songs that just come to me and and meditating that I am enough. And I think when we operate in that frequency, we will come with self-love and then we put out something that's contagious, that's positive. Love it. That's great. Well, thank you for taking us down that path. Well, you're welcome. That's both mind and spirit right there yes yep and then your body reacts in turn because the body just reflects what's happening in the spirits 
So. Absolutely. I'm reading a book called By the Biology of Belief, and it is so good. I suggest everybody read it. It's really, really good. It's very sciencey, which, of course, you know, I love. Very sciencey and very um, mind and eye opening as to how much power our minds have over our own health our own mental health, our own emotional health, but also our own physical health. Like I can just make myself sick by doing, doing certain things, you know? Right. So it's, it's really, it's really a powerful book. I, I suggest everybody read it. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about our guest. Let's bring her We on. are so happy to have Iris Gordon, the author of The Singing Body, A Vocalist Companion as our guest today. And Denise discovered Iris on YouTube and was fascinated with her work. And basically what she does is combines many different types of body work, uh, Feldenkrais, Alexander, a whole bunch of things together into her own movement practice to help singers improve their singing. And one of the things she talks about in her book is how the basic philosophy of her work is to use these body movement exercises during the singing process. So we're, we're gonna enjoy getting to learn from her today. And I'm really excited to have her as our guest. And she's in Tel Aviv, all the way from Israel, so. That's fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, hello, Iris Gorin. How are you this morning? I'm okay. Now it's uh, in Israel, it's the afternoon. It's four o'clock afternoon. And it, we have a very nice weather now, it's fall. And I'm okay, waiting for your, for your uh, Zoom call, <laughs> for your interview. <laughs> yes, well, four o'clock there for you and it's nine o'clock for us, or for me, and eight o'clock for Tony on a Saturday morning. So <laughs> we're just not all that, uh, well, I'm not. She gets up at five in the morning, I do not. I'm not all that with it yet this morning. But anyway, I haven't had my coffee. But there's a houseboy around. Hopefully he'll bring me a cup. It's my husband. Nice. I sometimes That's like nice. to call him. <laughs> That's my husband. It is. I don't have a houseboy. I'm just kidding. Anyway. No, I, I understood you. <laughs> I understood you. <laughs> oh, good. Good. I'm glad you get my sense of humor. So I saw you on um, Facebook uh, in, a, in a group that we're both members of talking about what you do. And I was so intrigued. And I wanted to bring you on this, on this podcast because I, anything I think that intersects movement, voice, body awareness, all of those things I think are really fascinating and so helpful to young singers. And so before I give it away, I would like for you to tell us what it is you do and what led you to this path. Okay. I'm a teacher, a teacher of movement. I started as a dancer and choreographer years ago, 40 years ago. And uh, I taught and I choreographed and I had a group of dancers. And one day, and, and I also studied music, okay? And I'm, I'm married to a singer. My husband is a singer. He's a... Um, is a manager of a very important choir in Israel. And we did some projects together. I had, before I started to be a teacher of 
singers. One day they called me from the Academy of Music and Dance in Jerusalem and they asked me to come and to a pitch movement for the vocalists, for the Department of Voice. So I said, uh, okay, but I don't know exactly what I have to do. Uh, and I started just to meet them and uh, I gave them one semester of movement, as I know, to teach people that are not dancers. And uh, after a semester, I said to them, okay, let's start to sing a little bit. You be first to sing, and I asked somebody to sing, and then I asked somebody else to sing, and I saw that I'm, I'm viewing so many things in their bodies, and I started to work with them. And, uh, and I went to lots of concerts, and I saw so many problems in their standing, in their way of using the body, and so on. And I started to work, and I started to understand more and more what I have to do. And the, I think the main thing of my work with uh, singers is that I work with them while they're singing. It's not only that I give them ideas of good alignment and good well-being of the body and how to go around and stuff like this. I work with them while they're singing. They sing for, to me and then I start to give them some ideas of what they have to do in the body and they hear the, the change on the spot. I may say maybe also that <clears throat> I'm using my ear, I'm using my eyes, and I'm using uh, also touch. Okay, I, I always, if, if they allow me, of course, I touch them and I see how, how much tense they are, what they are using and what they are, they are not using while singing and so on. That's it. <laughs> about it. I don't hear you, Denise, you're muted. Yes, thank you. Uh, that is really great. I, I love that because I, I'm not a dancer. I wasn't allowed to dance as a child, which is a really big sadness for me. But, uh, but I mean, I, I dance around the house now. And I use movement with my students and Tony does too, because she does yoga voice. So uh, but I use mine in, in terms of like, I usually put mine in, in things that American singers understand, which is sports, right? Everybody, lots of people love sports here. So I try to put some of that in sports, but I've watched your video and I was just amazed at even, uh, even just through, through technology, which sometimes sound gets lost in technology. I could hear a difference in your singers when they would do the things that you would ask them to do. You know, I might, I might, say, might say that there are so many uh, parts of the singing, you know, faces uh, of, I would say, of the singing, like legato, like going to high uh, notes, like a rhythm, like a, a coloratura that I, I have a way out to deal with it through the everything is through the body. One of the main things that I work on is sensation of the weight. 
very interesting, I think. Um, I, I, I feel, I sense myself that if you sense the weight of your body, you, are, you get freer to sing. The voice is getting very fluent. What I do you think about this? <laughs> I think it's great. And I want to add something to that. Um, I just happened to be sitting here with this beautiful new book. It's uh, Iris's book, The Singing Body, A Vocalist Companion, yes. And in it, she mentions uh, singing while lying down. And Denise had mentioned that I use yoga in the studio and movement. And we certainly speak the same language as we're singing with the whole body. And I think in my own uh, training, I missed out by not experiencing the sensation of being so totally relaxed and what happens to gravity when you're in that position and you talk about um, minimal effort. And I think that's a technique that, that gets lost. We're so busy doing that we forget to just rest and find our voices in that position. So, yes. It's, it's more than resting. Resting is very important. Lying and singing is great, I think. People don't like it because they sound differently. So they say, oh, this is not my voice and so on. And they said, don't get, to, don't get used to, to one way of uh, voicing, you know? But I think there is, there is very, it's very important to rest, but I find the sensation of gravity, really. This, this, you hold something in your arms and you really sense its weight, you, you start to sense your own weight. So I sometimes use weights, you know? I, I use weights so when they sing and they really uh, listen to the weight that they are holding, they start to, to really let go. And the voice, you know, it's like you're taking your voice up while your body is going down. It's kind of this thing. Uh, it's, I have also another idea that is kind of the same, but different is when you can balance. If you, if you balance going on one line or standing on something that is, you know, you know what is bosso? It's kind of a, of a big uh, thing that you stand on for physiotherapy, okay? So you, you need to really balance. If you're really balancing, it means that you're using exactly what you need in your body. You're not doing too much and not less. This is the best way to sing, you know? If you really, you are standing on one leg, and you are balancing, then you sing, it's always much better than you are just, you know, losing your body. I don't know, I have many ideas. <laughs> I think it's great. When I was a young singer, I uh, loved Anna Moffo, and I would listen to her sing her, uh, now, now this will age me, her album. And I would listen to her and I would lay on the floor and sing with her because I was really trying to figure out breath. And I couldn't figure out the way the classical breath was. And I'd been a singer prior to that, but, but a different singer. And 
I, I probably spent two years on the floor trying to learn my music and figure out how that was they were trying to get me to breathe that was so very foreign to, uh, you know, the way I had been taught to breathe and the way my body had began to breathe. But anyway, I love laying in the floor uh, as a young singer, but I got away from it. I, I'm going to go back, thanks to you. Okay. Uh, talking about breathing, so this is a, a main, main, main thing about <laughs> singing, yes? I think it's the whole, the whole business of singing is about breathing in a way, okay? So I'm talking a lot about inhaling very low, very, very low. Let go of your belly muscles, but the very lower one. And then try to zip the muscles like a zip, very slowly through the phrase. And work only down, downstairs. I mean, only till the waist. That's all, nothing here. So, and I have some ideas of doing something outside your body, like your arm, like with something that you hold in order to understand what's going on inside. Because I find that the body likes to imitate itself. We, we much likely will do the same thing in two places rather than one thing in one. I mean, we rather do this than this. Yeah? Okay? So, for example, if I want to show with my little hand, I want to show what, what's going on with breathing. I would say, I don't know if you can see me, but if I stand, for example, so I throw, I throw my arm and hand when I inhale, okay? And I let go my belly and I zip it. I close my fingers and I take it up till the waist while singing. And I show myself in this way, I show myself how to breathe. And it works fantastically, what I just show you. And I have some other, what I call patents, <laughs> kinds of uh, ways. If this doesn't work, I have another way. But this is the idea of let go and work delicately. Let go and work delicately. Nothing is too much. This is one uh, way that I think about breathing. It is. Uh, I have enough. Yeah. Can I can I ask something about that? I wanna I wanna stay on that breathing thing because I I think that our listeners and our viewers will really wanna understand what it is you're saying. So, go through that again, but slower. So, so when you stood up, you, you said that you take a breath, you take a breath in, but you throw your arm down. Do that a little slower for us, will you? Okay, I will do it slowly. I, I will stand just a moment. I'll try to stand so you can see me. Perfect, thank you. Even, even, okay, yes. So here yes. and I take my arm, I think I try to 
to be very, you know, soft and free in my arm. And I, I throw it down like this and I inhale, okay? So it's like this, okay? And when I sing, when I have my phrase, I do in the minute, in the minute they start to sing, I close my, those fingers, you see? You see them? Okay, so I close them and I take them slowly and with a little bit um, against, you know, I, I, I don't do like this, but I do it strongly enough. So I get here when I finish the phrase. So it's like this and... Perfect, perfect. Okay. We got so, it. So in this way, I kind of have a, an outer mirror of what I'm doing inside. I, I love that. I love it because it demonstrates breast support so well. And yeah. so many people do not understand uh, what it is that we mean when we say breast support. A lot yeah, of young so singers think we just mean blow more air and that's not at all what we're talking about. No, and it's not, it doesn't mean to work too hard. It means to work good enough. Okay, I have another very nice exercise for breathing. Uh, can I bring something to show you? Yeah? Absolutely. Okay. Tony, did you have a question you wanna ask her? Okay. All right, unmute yourself. We don't want to have dead air. Oh, okay. Can you see? Okay. There she is. Can you see what I have here? I have a very big ball, okay? It can be smaller. But I like when it's big because it weights. It has a little more weight, okay? So when I'm here, I take, I, I inhale, okay? I sing. Sing, 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 sing. I inhale. I sing, 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 sing. I inhale. Now I have a very short phrase. Now I have a longer phrase. I have to finish the movement exactly when I finish to sing. I mean, when I finish my air. And then when it's down completely or up completely, I inhale. So it really demonstrates again, and the body works because, you know, it's really doing the body work. I find out many times that singers don't have good enough energy while they sing, especially in very slow music, when it's, it has to be slow, if it's uh, like, I don't know with, with what kind of music you, you're working, but uh, if you take leader, for example, that you have to be, you know, leader or chanson francais or something like this, you really need to be very soft, but it doesn't say that you don't have to have energy. You need a lot of energy. The energy comes from the, from the body. Sometimes I just ask students, to stand on the, on the floor and to run, run when they are singing. And they have to run on the heels, heels and toes like this, as fast as possible. And 
it makes the singing very, very, very even. That's, that's, that's amazing. I, I have watched one person run and sing at the same time. And that was a, a very, well, we'll call him hefty, uh, Italian baritone in Italy who ran in place and sang Figaro at the same time. And I was stunned that he could do it. I'm doing it a lot. And another thing that I like to do is to take, to let them sing and make the rhythm of what they are singing in their feet. Then it's fantastic. I mean, it's really, it works. Oh, you've given me a lot of uh, inspirational things to think about for teaching. That's, that's great. But I think most of them are in the book, not all, because since I wrote it, I have some more ideas. But uh, there are lots of them in the book. But, so, yeah, yeah, I hear so you. If someone wanted to contact you and work with you, how, what is your process? They just can write me, they can uh, call me. My mail is very simple. Why don't you no. give it to our listeners? Do you have a do you have a, a web page? I have a website. Have yes. a website. What's yeah. the website, Iris? English. Iris Goren C O I L. That's that's my uh, my uh, website. C I O L. No, Iris Goren. My name. Yeah. But dot C O dot I L for Israel. Ah, yes, of course. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so it's, it's there. And uh, they, there are many, I have a video, I have a YouTube uh, line of my own, so they can observe my work through. I have two very good videos about my, how I do, how I work with singers. And I'm, you know, I work, I work already many times in Europe. And also, not only with singers, also with instrumentalists. And I will be delighted to come to you if you want. I know I don't know exactly where you are actually. Uh, well, we're 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 both in the southern part of the U.S., but uh, we would love to have you come as soon as we're done with this wretched pandemic. Yeah, we know, we know. But I can come, you know, I can come and work with you and I have some good friends in the States so I will go and visit them. I have two very good friends in, in the West, in San Diego be... and in uh, Seattle. That would be so, great. That would so one be great. Of, one of them would love to come to see me in your state and what state you are in? I'm in Virginia and she's in Arkansas. Okay. And I've been to Tel Aviv a couple of times to sing, and it's just absolutely beautiful. So it's nice wow. to see you. And, and uh, in the opera or in, with the Philharmonic? Yes. No, in a training program with the um, International Vocal Arts with John Dorneman's program. Ah, okay. Good. I have many students there sometimes, yeah. Uh, my, my husband has sung there many times and tells me how beautiful it is, and I would, I would love to come, so... We'll have, to, we'll have to figure that out. 
Yeah, you, you are very welcome. Very welcome. I'll host you with pleasure. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for sharing your time and your talents with us today. And I know you're going to inspire our listeners as you have us as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling me. You're Thank welcome. You, bye bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Enjoy your uh, your party this evening, Iris. Your yes. dinner. Yeah, I, I have a, a dinner for my mother who is 96. Oh, oh nice. Good nice. for you. Fun. Boy. Okay. So right. bye bye. Bye bye. Have a nice weekend. Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening. We are very grateful that you joined us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, write a review, share it with a friend.